This episode of Podweaver brought to you by the social aggravator app, Buzzit. Tired of friends and family scrolling past vaguely worded status updates without liking or commenting? Then Buzzit is the platform for you. Make an ambiguously worded call for attention, tag the people you want to engage with it, and Buzzit will admit an encouraging buzz from their computer or mobile device every five seconds until they give you the acknowledgement you deserve. Don't worry. Buzzit's team of highly elite underpaid Indonesian child programmers have found workarounds for any device's sound settings. Buzzit. Get the attention you des- What's that? Oh. Uh, well, it looks like all of Buzzit's investors just pulled out. Um, well, then I guess Podweaver is actually brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. Become a patron of Podweaver at patreon.com slash podweaver. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash podweaver. Now on with the quote-unquote show. Coming this summer from the producer of The Minority Report and a key grip from Fellowship present Guy Montag worked at an establishment meant to destroy all videos as we know it. Thanks for choosing Blockbuster. Until the government-backed literature propaganda program burned down his store. Who's responsible, Beatty? Why did they do it? I'm sorry, old friend, but Dr. Faber thinks that replacing your walls with iPads is a thing of the past. Now, he must break all the rules. You've been stealing DVDs? My hands had a mind of their own in order to save the world. There are some things man wasn't meant to read. And they're called books, Faber. (laughs) Fahrenheit 452, the temperature at which man burns. Coming soon. Sorry, my dog ate my homework. Greetings, seasons. What does it mean to be living in the future? Of today? Has social media turned us all into half-human, half-cyborg hybrids? What impact will 3D printing have on the field of black market human cloning? All will be answered on another cutting-edge episode of Science Zone, where we science your brains so you don't have to. SciZone, we're always asking the questions that are gripping the scientific community. Like, could you Frankenstein together a profane parody of the human body using synthetic organs created by a 3D printer? I asked around the office to see what my random co-workers had to say. Oh, Jesus. You're not recording one of those shows where liberal arts majors try and explain the hard sciences, are you? Because I got a lot of copies to make. But, if you 3D printed out copies of an exact replica of the human brain using the building blocks of organic life, would that replica be the same consciousness that existed in the original brain? Who cares? You know, if that's what they did to you, I don't think it worked. Really makes you think, huh? But wait, I know what you're thinking. Slow down, because this is just too much science. When will we start seeing the effects of 3D organ printing in our day-to-day lives? The answer is right now. That's right, you heard me. Blew your mind there just a little bit, didn't I? But here's where things get really crazy. So we'll try to spoon feed you shallow info bites. 
Whoa, now, slow down. We wouldn't want this num-num train to crash into your eye. John Spanich, a tech entrepreneur who has made billions off the social media app Buzzit, has made plans to start his own human 3D printing farm in San Clara Valley, California, on the side of an endangered speckled crane breeding marsh, so he can build a fleet of green energy 3D printers to print an army of bioengineered labor thralls whose brains are hardwired into the social media networking cloud at all times. I know, crazy, right? But yeah, I know what you're probably thinking. If the technology exists, why hasn't this happened already? And when can I buy my own mindless human thrall? Well, Spanish explained it to us. Mass production of human brains modified for optimal social media user interaction is the new way to push our brains to the horizon of its potential. Once I have all the 3D printers up and going, I'll be churning out organs, assembling them together, and I'll have a real competent and effective army to help me harvest speckled crane eggs to process and sell to fast food companies. But that's where you come in. I need $20 million to make this happen, and that's why I'm asking you to go to my wallet kicker and give whatever amount I feel is worth it to make our dream a reality. But why are you asking for money on wallet kicker if the net worth of your website Buzzit is $7.8 alone? Because crowdfunding is the way of the future. Oh yeah, of course. But is there a disingenuous philanthropic angle we can tack on here? Yes. Yes, there is. Have you met my wife, Maria? Oh, no, I haven't. Hi, Maria. Hi, Dale. I build a better life for myself by inventing my own social network app and then merging it with my husband's in a hostile takeover. But, um, well, now it's time for me to give back. Uh, that's why for every dollar donated to our wallet kicker, 30 cents goes towards the Spanish and Maria Foundation that Spanish and I have set up. All the 10% of the profit go to help create integrated motion sensor geocache nets for underprivileged children in Africa. Chocolate's crap metal in order to build vaporators to harvest water droplets. Incredible. We're just getting ready to start production, and we've commenced the life protocols on thousands of thrall incubator tubes. And Buzzit is bankrupt. I'm penniless. What about all the money Maria has? Oh, she divorced me 20 seconds ago. Well, I've hit rock bottom. Might as well move to LA and pitch it to Hollywood. Pitch what? My life story. I was rich for a little bit, so I'm important. And now I'm broke, so I have sympathy. Well, shut it down. Abort thralls. Drain the tubes. But all the people that you've printed here in your lab. Well, yeah, that was a waste of capital. They'll just have to survive off the royalties checks. You're not going to see a dime from that crappy idea. Oh, Hollywood will make anything. In a world where the universe's greatest heroes, Autobots, roll out, are trapped on an asteroid that's headed straight for a volcano. If, if, if that asteroid crashes into the volcano, it will cause a geothermal nuclear explosion. Now they'll have to team up so they can send the comet back in time through a wormhole. It's the past's problem now. Until the past affected the future. It, it seems that once Jamestown got hit with the comet, so did the future. Only later. It's Transformers versus Chipmunks 4. Snarf's Colonial Doomsday. With new friends. It's all brave and baby on the rapid team wolf dog. No, you don't understand. Shatara was on her period. It wasn't cool, bro. And new enemies. 
Can I interest you in mandatory volcano insurance? Now they'll have to band together. If they want to save the Energon whales. We've got to listen to Abe Lincoln, snarf, snarf. And why should we trust you? It's the number one film in America in past, present, and all perpetuity. We will stake our entire reputation that this is the best film ever. Seriously, we will give you our word that this is the truth. We we know we've said that a lot before about other films and stuff, but this one's really good. Kids, if you're watching this, tell your parents to take you to this film, and if they don't, cry and urinate yourself. If you don't see this film, the Tooth Fairy, she'll die, and no one will bring you money when you lose a tooth. This film is so good, it makes me want to rub my nipples over and over again. I'm completely unbiased in saying, this is the greatest film ever made. I'm not just saying that because I'm an announcer who's getting paid to advertise this, this movie here right now. It's the number one film in America in past, present, and all perpetuity. We will stake our entire reputation. Dad, will you take me to the movies? Son, you shouldn't be wasting your time at the movie theater. You should be toiling endlessly to live up to my expectations. But Dad, didn't you hear? It's the number one film in America. (gasps) Oh, Arthur, I think you need to talk to the boy. Son... Oh, jeez. I think it's time we have the talk. (laughs) I've put it off so long, but you're growing up so fast. It's time we talk about the qualities of cinema. (laughs) Now, son, don't laugh. This is serious. You see, the comic relief in Transformers is bad comic relief. He's obnoxious, and the audience isn't given time to laugh at how the other Tahi and Matashichi were clearly paving way for the character. Just because it was a good movie doesn't mean it deserves a sequel. Now look at a real cinematic master like Buñuel. You've seen Tristana, right? Uh... Oh, I get it. I didn't get into Latin New Wave until I was What, do you keep seeing the same rehashes of stale intellectual properties? Or self-contained artistic... You jump straight from Smurfette's nanobot army to a tertiary side The film has no tone, no vision. It has no purpose or self-identity beyond serving as a merchandising vehicle. Now, do you have any questions, son? What's a vagina? Oh, I'm going to be late for work. Now, son, you'd better run along to school. See you, Dad. Later, Mom. Bye, son. Goodbye, dear. I'll be back in time for dinner. Goodbye, darling. Don't forget to pick the kids up from school. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. You know we don't have any children. Ah, uh, of course. Here, don't forget your keys. Thanks, honey. Loose, put loose, put on something shoes. Something else. Bitch, where are you when I was walking? Now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. Black man taking no losses, oh yeah! Tinsel Chance Movie Productions. No, I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Skinbomb is on set in Venezuela. 
Morning, Doris. Morning, Mr. Sawbucks. Your 11 o'clock is waiting in your office. Already? Yes, sir. It's only 11.30. He's early. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Spinach, was it? Uh, Spinach, sir. Ah, Spanish. And you're the one with the gritty hop-on-pop reboot? Uh, uh, no, sir. Actually, my script is called Humanimal Farm. All right, you've got one minute. Go. It's a tale of the hubris of science. A scientist uses a 3D printer to create a new race of sentient human cyborgs, or synthetics, as I call them. He then puts them to work, helping him in his lab, creating new synthetics to harvest eggs. But the workers eventually realize that they are taken advantage of and revolt against the scientist and take control of the lab. They realize they shouldn't be controlled, but soon some of the synthetics begin to subjugate one another, and before long internal power struggles leaves them with a ruling power even more tyrannical than the scientist was. And in the final scene, you see the ruling synthetic enjoying a decadent meal with the scientist, and the other synthetics note that they can no longer tell the difference between the people and the, uh, the other people. But really, the whole thing's just an allegory for- Let me stop you right there. Uh, I'll be honest, Mr. Spanich. Uh, Spanwedge, sir. Yes, well, it sounds like a dud. Maybe if it were a remake, we could talk, but an original idea just doesn't sell well in Hollywood. Now, I'm a busy man, and time is money, and even though I have lots of money, I have no time for duds. Oh, no, what, what didn't you like about it? It's too... too... Conventional? No, 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 not that. It's, it's, it's... Non-conventional? No, no, not non-conventional, no, no, it, it's too... Orwellian? Who? No, 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 Mr. Spanish. Salage, sir. Do you know what it is? It is bad. The idea is, in fact, very, very bad. And it reflects badly upon you. Because the badness of the idea, it transcends the script. And it actually makes you bad as well, Mr. Spanish. All right? And any subsequent work you may, you may produce and attempt to pitch to me, I will already think that it's bad because of this bad idea uh, right now. Wow, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, Mr. Spanich... Seldwell, sir. It's like I was telling my son only this morning. A good movie has to have interesting and dynamic characters and a compelling story. Your idea sounds like it might have all that and more. Then why don't you want to make it? Because we don't make good movies. We make movies that sell well. And a well-selling movie can't have any of that shit. This isn't Sundance. Geez, you'd think what's good enough for your kids is good enough for America. I don't have kids. Now get the hell out of my office before I throw you out, Spanish. My name is Spanaflanda. John Spanaflanda. Dot com. Crazy son of a bitch. Can't even remember his own name, let alone write a decent screenplay. I don't know, Dad. I thought it sounded pretty interesting. Really? Well, all right. Doris, get me James Cameron. Cameron, get me Michael Bay. From the director of Bad Pearl Harbor Boys 2. In a world where the humans are animals, and the animals are a race of super sophisticated biosynthetic thralls, it's either print or be printed. We've been engineering 3D printers capable of printing an entire human body all in one run. Organs, veins, nerves, everything gets printed from the bottom up. What about the brain? That's where Dr. Spanich comes in. By capturing the content of the internet, its information, conversations, and general sentiment, we can digitize it and copy it onto a printed 
human brain. Now they'll have to print a new force of intergenerational, racially diverse teens to rise up and stand up for what's right. In a world where America's under attack and the people have no heroes left to turn to, this summer one man will do what it takes to stand up to a society that told him that wasn't allowed. It became his struggle to do that thing where he prints the, th the things with the printing he'll break all the rules because you know it's it's like he's not supposed to do that anymore but he does it anyway because this is a cool movie that you should see and there's also a scene where a robot fights another robot to the death it became his struggle to do that thing where he prints the, th the things with wow Fascinating stuff. Not sure I like the shorter length, though. Yes, but it didn't overstay its welcome. It's clear the guys have gotten better at trimming the fat. Bit of an easy target, though. I'd like to see the writers tackle more serious issues, personally. Definitely. But there's something to be said for light-hearted entertainment. Doesn't always need to be a dour, issue-driven story. It's all about the execution. I mean, sure, none of us want to listen to a three-minute monologue about the evils of war, but they've delivered the laughs while being poignant before. Yes, but the polish wasn't there. They were only beginning to experiment with structure, you know, moving beyond simple, self-contained satirical skits, to explore larger soundscapes and narratives. It was a bold move, but I don't think it came together completely. This, on the other hand, did a really good job of weaving a common theme through all the skits while still maintaining a level of uh, individuality to each segment. I don't know, I thought it was a little disjointed myself. It's easy to cobble something together and claim it doesn't make sense because it's quote-unquote avant-garde. I also notice a decline in the diversity of the cast, and they keep typecasting their only females, like a housewife or soccer mom, redneck woman. I worry about skits getting overly self-indulgent. You know, ones where the meta-narrative supersedes the actual jokes. I mean, let's face it, the writers are funny, but they're not that clever. Well, we'll just have to wait until next episode to see. Well, that's all the time we have here on MetaWeaver. Join us next time. And don't forget to spay and neuter your kids.